And so with that in mind, let us prepare uh, to worship him. Let us prepare to honor him uh, in this morning as we turn to our word. We'll be coming from the gospel according to Mark, uh, first chapter, verses one uh, through eight, looking in this Sunday about being open uh, for business as he's coming uh, into our lives, coming to transform us. Are we open to work, uh, open for him to work in us, open to do the work uh, for the kingdom of God? And as we work, we work in anticipation of his coming back again uh, to fully redeem us uh, from this world, from this earth, that we will know a new heaven and a new earth and eternal salvation in his presence. Uh, so join me. Let's open up in a word of prayer. God bless you this morning. Father, we thank you uh, for blessing us just one more time in your presence, blessing us to come again, uh, to open up our hearts as we open up, Lord, your word. Father, as we are coming here in your presence, we also lift up many of our brothers and sisters and Christ's families and friends who are dealing with so much right now. Some are fighting the infection of COVID-19. Some are dealing with other illnesses and ailments, Lord, from cancer to hypertension, blood pressure, diabetes. Our Father, Lord, we thank you, God, that you are faithful and your love is everlasting and we need your strength. Uh, we need your comfort to help guide us and aid us in times such as this. We ask for comfort for those who are mourning uh, the loss of loved ones and grief right now, God. Give them peace and comfort. And Lord, enable us to comfort them in this moment and in this time as well. And Lord, we ask you to speak to us as we open up your word. We want to see Jesus. We want to have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. This, Lord, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Good morning again. Thank you for joining Zion uh, this morning as we worship. Um, I'm, I'm humbled again to stand before you as we look into this awesome text, God's great and holy word. I want to talk about being open for business. Um, due to the pandemic, we are seeing a lot of companies, organizations, businesses close for the lack of ability to gain income and keeping the doors open. We have seen stores limit their hours and times for employees due to protocols, government shutdowns, and because of infections from COVID-19. The inability to keep these doors open and to maintain business is hurting those companies, hurting those organizations, hurting families, hurting children, hurting uh, communities. I want to give us hope, though, in the midst of so much businesses being closed, uh, that yet there's one business that is still open. Jesus is still open uh, for business. Uh, the saving business of our God, the Son of God, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ himself, is still in operation. Uh, his hours, his business hours have not been reduced. They have not been contracted. They have not been changed. He's still working 24-7, 365 days. He is able and mighty to help us at any time. He's open on holidays. Yes, Christmas and Easter. He is still saving. God is always open for business. But the problem I have that we need to address, are we open for business? Will we open up our hearts? 
and let the Lord in to work in us, to change us, transform us for the building of his kingdom and the work for his glory. Think about how businesses operating on profit, they're operating by money, they're operating about how they can gain income and keep their doors open. But I want to encourage you that our God does not operate on income. He's not operating on gold or treasury or anything that can be housed here on this earth. He is not looking for that kind of profit. That's why Matthew 16 26 says, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more uh, than your soul? I hope you can answer that question and to understand that nothing is worth more than your soul. So will you give it back to the Lord? Will you surrender your life to your Lord? Will you keep trusting in him in the midst of what we're going through, what we're dealing with? I encourage you to open up your hearts and be open for God to change you, transform you, heal you, work in you and enable you to see your way through such times as this. Our text today deals with John the Baptist, who prepares the way for Jesus, uh, the Messiah, the Christ, who calls us to a life. Uh, John the Baptist calls us to a life of repentance and submission to God's will. I want to encourage you to now to understand that it is up to you to make that decision. Will you respond to the message, to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Let's look in the gospel according to Mark First chapters one through eight. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair and he wore a leather belt. Around his waist, for food he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. What is the gospel? Uh, the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Mark 1, 1 opens up saying this is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the son of God. Uh, it began. This gospel is the, 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 the beginning of the story of Jesus is the beginning of the gospel uh, message. Notice how it says that it begins. It starts. It opens up with. Jesus. Uh, this is the, the good news. Uh, the gospel is expressed to us and embodied not only in the preaching and the teaching of Jesus, but Jesus is the gospel. The gospel is the identity of Jesus. Jesus' identity is one of human nature and 
divinity. He is a divine nature and a human nature. There's no one else like him that is supernaturally expressing the image and the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is fully man and fully God at the same time. Jesus is also the Messiah. Uh, it's the Hebrew word for the Greek word Christ. The anointed one, the one chosen by God that come down through the generations of David to be the forever eternal king on the throne. Jesus currently right now is seated by the right hand of the father and throne in majesty with full dominion and power looking to establish his kingdom when he comes back. Again, uh, tell your neighbor, he's coming back again. Text somebody, he's coming back again. Put a comment down, he's coming back again. Let them know that hope is still uh, alive because Jesus is still sitting on the throne of glory be to God. And so when we understand that Jesus, the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah, the one to come to deliver the, the total bondage and oppression of people to be free from the shackles of sin, Thank you, God, for your healing power. And so here it is that Jesus is foretold of his coming. And, and this is the gospel according to Mark, referring to this prophecy found in Isaiah. So just as the prophet Isaiah had written, look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. Uh, the messenger is preparing the hearts for the coming of the Lord. I want to encourage us that John is out there being the messenger, preparing the way for Jesus. It says that he is out in the wilderness preparing the way. And so this points out that Jesus, the son of God, is coming and, and to be received. It's prophetic. It's foretold that he is coming. We're celebrating the advent of his coming. They've been waiting for his coming. They've been waiting for redemption of Israel. They were waiting for someone to come to, to heal and to re restore and remove oppression. And so here it is that Jesus is now coming. And here's the second thing, that we are now waiting for him coming again and to have totality of salvation, a completion of the work that he began in his earthly ministry to totally transform us and change us that there'll be no more death, there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more suffering, there'll be no more hell because it'll be cast away in the eternal abyss and we'll forever be in God's presence to know him. But that's for those who know Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior, those who confess him to be the Son of God, to be Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for their sins, and knowing that he defeated death by dying on the cross, being buried in a grave, but on the third day he rose from the grave, and then he exalted with all power in his hands, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, to understand that God is in control, open for business, let us open up our hearts and prepare the way for him to come in. The messenger is preparing the way for Jesus Christ, the, the son of God. This messenger is John the Baptist. Notice who John is. He's a humble man that he's living out in the wilderness. He does not have refined camel hair. He's wearing coarse camel hair with a simple leather belt to uphold. He's not eating fine cuisine and fine wine. He's surviving off of locusts and, and honey, a, a, a intimate 
wild dessert cuisine he's living off of, but yet he has the power to sustain this and preach this gospel message that people are going out into the wilderness to be baptized because the message has connected with them that it changes their behavior, that they repent and be baptized. I want to highlight something here is that we're open up for business. There's a change that has to happen. There's a response that has to happen to this gospel message. John the Baptist message preaches baptism and repentance. He is a prophet in the wilderness who's calling the people to change their behavior. And this is something important I want to highlight here, that the people are going out to the wilderness to hear how they must change. I don't know many people that go to a place to see, I want you to tell me what's wrong with me so I can change. Oftentimes we find people that's the last resort, not the first resort. Oftentimes when we're talking to somebody and we're trying to help them out, they don't want to hear what you have to say because they're satisfied with their life. I want to encourage us, let us not wait till it's too late to change it. Let us Open up our eyes and our ears to hear the message, to see the message of God and see, Lord, what must I change to be better, to grow, to mature, to be who you call me to be? Let me open up my heart, my life and say, Lord, have thine own way. I want to be open for business. And so be open for business. I got to remove the locks. I got to unlock the door and open it up and say, come on in, have thine own way. I got to be open to suggestions to understand there might be some things I need to let go in order for you to move in. There might be some obstructions. There might be some old things I need to let go so I can make room for some new things to come in. This is the opening up that God, that there's some relationships I need to let go. There's some money, some possessions I'm holding on to that I need to be more philanthropic and giving to this. There might be some uh, friends I might have to let go. There might be some new friends I might have to be introduced to. There might be new places I might need to go. There might be some new things, but yet I want you to Hold on, not just jump in, but say, Lord, have done away. Be still and know that God will guide you and direct you to where he wants you to be. Don't feel you got to figure it all by yourself. That's not how God wants you to do it. God has said, I am here. Look, the messenger is coming to prepare the way. The messenger, the messenger, the word of God is here to prepare you, to enable you. This sort of like how some of you know how to marinate some food, right? In order for that food to be good, by the time you sit down and eat, there's some preparation that has to be done. Some of you might have to tenderize the meat. You might marinate the meat. It might stay some time uh, overnight. Some days in the, and chilling and then you're ready to cook it and, and prepare it. And not only that, but yet there's even more preparation being done just before it gets to the finished product. I want to encourage you to understand that God might have to work on you and prepare you, but yet you need to be willing to let him have his way. His time is not your time. Don't try to hurry God. Don't try to press him. Don't try to push him. Don't think you have control that you can manipulate God. I say, God, if I do this, then you have to do this. God does not operate that way. God is not impressed by you decide to do what's right. God has always done what is right. God has always done what is good. And the beautiful thing is that even when you were unable to do what was right and do what was good, God was still being doing good by you, that he sent his son, Lord, 
long time ago, before you had the mind to understand how to spell your name, he called you out and said, I sent my son so that you might be saved. Oh, glory be to God. I wish I had a few more people that could say, say amen right there to understand that our God knows what's best for us. And so when we open up our hearts and receive the message that he wants to give us, to guide us, to direct us, to lead us to where he wants us to be, that then we too can see a transformation happening, that we will confess our sins and we too can be baptized and and we can, those who have been baptized we can remember our baptism and the joy of our salvation we need to open up our hearts to receive this word uh, receive this truth uh, sometimes the truth hurts but we have to bear it uh, sometimes the truth makes us angry but we have to hear it we must learn how to respond to truth in love and humility, not with hatred and animosity. John, being a humble servant of God, spoke this truth in love and power and authority. And those who saw this simple, humble man, hearts were pierced by this truth, that they were saying, what must I do? And he was preaching this ministry of baptism and repentance of sins and turned to God to be forgiven. John is pointing them to God. I want to encourage you that when we come to God and we turn to God, God is faithful in his business to forgive. Here's the thing, that God is in the saving business and part of the saving business is the forgiveness of sins. We've all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have missed the mark. We all have failed. We all have fallen short. There's not one person perfect. And, and those who say they're perfect, I want you to help you out, help you out to understand. You just turn to the gospel and open up the word of God and says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes should not perish but have everlasting life. And now that we've been saved, we've been redeemed. It's not like we're not going to mess up. Oh, glory be to God. Help us, almighty father. That's why Christ even prayed for Peter, saying, Lord, that the enemy wants to shift you like a wheat. But I'm praying that after you fall, you repent. Oh, glory be to God. See, I want to highlight to you that Jesus understands that there's going to be some troubles in our lives that we may not make the right decision. But his grace is sufficient. His mercy is everlasting. And so that's why we can repent and we can turn to him. We might have to go out into the wilderness and say, Lord, I got to ex ex express myself and bow down before you for you to change me and, and, and renew me, refresh me so that when I go back, I'm better than the way that I left. Jesus is calling you to have a transformation in your life. And this transformation, hallelujah, does not have to does not happen by yourself, but it happens by the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit that Jesus freely gives to all who call on the name of the Lord. John understands how great he is. He says, there's one that's greater than I am, so much greater. I'm not even worthy to be the lowest slave and, and untie his straps of his sandals. I baptize you, John says, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The power, the power of Christ that notice what happens when Jesus is baptized by John. 
it says that the Holy Spirit ascended upon him. The power of the Holy Spirit was moving in Jesus's ministry on earth. And then Jesus also gave us the prophetic promise of that the Holy Spirit will come and a pouring out on the day of Pentecost when when he ascended and, 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 and they let them disciples know, go wait. And when they waited those days, the Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit came and fell upon them on the day of Pentecost. And you see the movement of the spirit ever since. And this is because of the promise of our God. So I want to encourage you that Jesus wants you to come into his life. Come into your into your heart. Surrender to the Lord. Let him have thine own way. Knowing that the power of the kingdom is open for you. Prepare your hearts and receive this awesome gift of salvation. Knowing that the Lord God desires for you to know him. That's why he came to prepare the way. He knows what obstacles need to be removed. He knows what troubles need to be done. He knows what issues you are dealing with in your life. And so let the Lord lead the way. Let the messenger lead the way. Here's the promise of the Holy Spirit. Here's the promise we have in God of showing us the way. John 14, 1 and 6 says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If there were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know that way to where I am going. No, we do not know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one come to the Father except through me. Our text today, Mark, says that the messenger is preparing the way. Jesus is the way. Be open for business. Open your heart. Let God come in and enter in. Let him remove what needs to be removed. Let him change and shape you up so that you better walk in obedience according to his will. Maybe businesses and corporations may be closed, lack of profits, lack of income. But our God is open for business, the saving business, and that is worth more. So remember, what does a man profit to gain the whole world but loseth his soul? God has showed you how valuable you are that he sent his only begotten son. So let us turn to him in prayer. Gracious Father, Lord, we come surrendering to you, asking, Lord, to have thine own way here. Guide us further into your presence. Transform us and change us, O oh God, as we get closer to you. May we confess and repent, Lord, of our sins and continue to be renewed and transformed by the work of your Holy Spirit. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. May we be more open to your word and to the call to change and the call to grow and the call to serve. In Jesus, grace name, Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. As we serve our God, as we this is for Sunday, we look to celebrate the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We, we want to get of our bread and get of our cup. The Bible tells us that on the night of his betrayal, Jesus sat with his disciples and he took of the bread and he broke the bread and he blessed the bread. And it says, this is my body, 
Those will be broken for you. Eat all of it. And they ate. Likewise, he took up the cup and says, this represents my blood, which we poured out for a mission sins. Drink ye all of it. And so let us prepare to break bread and drink together uh, as we wait for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Father, Lord, we ask you to bless this bread, to bless this cup as we s- s- humbly submit before you. Uh, Lord, we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup in remembrance of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we do so, Lord, until this coming again, Lord, we pray. Amen. With humility, Jesus took up the bread and he broke it and they ate together and blessed it. Let us eat. Likewise, he took up the cup and blessed his cup, said, this represents my blood for the midst of sins. Drink ye all of it. Let us drink together. The text record, the disciples dismissed, gathering all so that Naomi lost, singing hymns. Bless you. God bless you. Remember, you can continue to give online, design, you can continue to share this message uh, by sharing it, post it with somebody else. And look forward to fellowship with you come Wednesday on our Bible study moment. God bless you. Jesus loves you. And so do I. Thank you.